Chapter Eight, Part Four of O Pioneers by Willa Cather. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When old Ivar climbed down from his loft at four o'clock the next morning, he came upon Emil's mare, jaded and lather-stained, her bridle broken, chewing the scattered tufts of hay outside the stable door. The old man was thrown into a fright at once. He put the mare in her stall, threw her a measure of oats, and then set out as fast as his bow legs could carry him on the path to the nearest neighbor. Something is wrong with that boy. Some misfortune has come upon us. He would never have used her so in his right senses. It is not his way to abuse his mare, the old man kept muttering, as he scuttled through the short wet pasture grass on his bare feet. While Ivar was hurrying across the fields, the first long rays of the sun were reaching down between the orchard boughs to those two dew-drenched figures. The story of what had happened was written plainly on the orchard grass, and on the white mulberries that had fallen in the night and were covered with dark stain. For Emil, the chapter had been short. He was shot in the heart, and had rolled over on his back and died. His face was turned up to the sky, and his brows were drawn in a frown, as if he had realized that something had befallen him. But for Marie Shabata, it had not been so easy. One ball had torn through her right lung, another had shattered the carotid artery. She must have started up and gone toward the hedge, leaving a trail of blood. There she had fallen and bled. From that spot there was another trail, heavier than the first, where she must have dragged herself back to Emile's body. Once there she seemed not to have struggled any more. She had lifted her head to her lover's breast, taken his hand in both her own, and bled quietly to death. She was lying on her right side in an easy and natural position, her cheek on Emile's shoulder. On her face there was a look of ineffable content. Her lips were parted a little, her eyes were lightly closed, as if in a daydream or a light slumber. After she lay down there, she seemed not to have moved an eyelash. The hand she held was covered with dark stains, where she had kissed it. But the stained, slippery grass, the darkened mulberries, told only half the story. Above Marie and Emile, two white butterflies from Frank's alfalfa field were fluttering in and out among the interlacing shadows, diving and soaring, now close together, now far apart, and in the long grass by the fence the last wild roses of the year opened their pink hearts to die. When Ivar reached the path by the hedge, he saw Shabata's rifle lying in the way. He turned and peered through the branches, falling upon his knees as if his legs had been mowed from under him. "'Merciful God!' he groaned. Alexandra, too, had risen early that morning because of her anxiety about Emile. She was in Emile's room upstairs when, from the window, she saw Ivar coming along the path that led from the Shabbatas. He was running like a spent man, tottering and lurching from side to side. Ivar never drank and Alexandra thought at once that one of his spells had come upon him, and that he must be in a very bad way indeed. She ran downstairs and hurried out to meet him, to hide his infirmity from the eyes of her household. The old man fell in the road at her feet, and caught her hand, over which he bowed his shaggy head. "'Mistress, mistress,' he sobbed, "'it has fallen. 
sin and death for the young ones god have mercy upon us end of chapter eight part four